See ya. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top story is the CE says the fine for social distancing violations could be increased as sources say authorities are set to confirm 114 new COVID cases today. Care home staff will be given mandatory COVID tests over the next fortnight. And Matthew Jung says it's imperative for the government to strengthen national security education in Hong Kong. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says her administration is mulling tougher penalties for people who breach social distancing regulations. As sources tell RTHK, the city is set to confirm 114 new COVID-19 cases today. That would be the first time since August the 2nd that the number of daily infections in the city has reached triple digits. Digits. Mrs. Lam said the current $2,000 fine hasn't been effective enough in deterring violations and may be increased. She also told a TV program that the government will be introducing more measures and laws, if necessary, to try to rid the city of the virus. Meanwhile, the government will test all staff at most care homes for coronavirus over the first two weeks of December, and those who refuse may be barred from going to work. That's according to Welfare Secretary Lo Gong, who says a more, more details will come, will come in a more detailed announcement as early as tomorrow. He says the mandatory tests are needed to ward off the serious threat of outbreaks at such homes. However, staff who work at homes in the outlying islands will be exempted for now as the government comes up with more practical arrangements to get them tests. Mr. Law was asked what authorities would do with people who refuse to get tested. Violating regulations, they will have a penalty. We we'll definitely will contemplate if those who do not comply, they should not be working. That is the instruction will be given to the operators of the residential service operators. Anyway, this is the first time. The aim is, in the long run, it will be once every week. And also, it's only for those who have a valid negative test be able to go back to work. Carrie Lam has dismissed suggestions that her administration is somehow trying to root out students who took part in last year's anti-government protests by sending them on field trips to the mainland as part of a sweeping revamp of the liberal studies curriculum. Francis Sid has details. The overhaul of the controversial subject, which the pro-Beijing camp blames for radicalizing the city's youth, will see more emphasis on the country's development, the constitution, the basic law and the rule of law. The grading system will be completely different and will even get a new name. Part of the changes include field trips to the mainland, a suggestion that critics said may be aimed at getting students who were involved in last year's protests arrested once they crossed the border. But Chief Executive Carrie Lam said that's just not the case. And no one will be forced to go on such trips. The education chief had earlier said it will be up to schools whether participation in these tours will count towards their grades. The chief executive also told the TVB program that the government wasn't ordered by Beijing to revamp the subject and the changes are only being made in response to concerns from society. Chief Secretary Matthew Jiang says it's imperative for the government to strengthen national security education for Hong Kongers. Writing in his blog, Mr. Jiang said this isn't only necessary to safeguard the security of the country, but also to ensure the prosperity and stability of the SAR. Cecil Wong reports. The chief secretary made specific mention of students, whom he said must strengthen their understanding of Chinese history and culture, as well as the current national situation. Strengthening education on the Constitution and the basic law is the bedrock of cultivating the concept of country and strengthening awareness on national security issues for students, Matthew Chung wrote. 
He said the Education Bureau will use various activities to teach both primary and secondary school students about these matters and foster their respect for the national flag and anthem. This, he said, will cultivate positive values among students, strengthen their attachment to and identification with the country and their sense of belonging. French riot police have clashed with radical demonstrators in Paris after a day of protests nationwide against a proposed security law. More than 40 officers were injured, dozens of people were arrested. The bill would make it an offence to share footage of the security forces online with malicious intent. From Paris, the BBC's Lucy Williamson reports. Police are always a target at protests like this. Today, they were the reason for them. The edges of a peaceful march through Paris, frayed by clashes between hardline groups and the police. Water cannon and tear gas following the path of the unrest. Tensions have risen quickly here thanks to a small group of agitators. Most of this march has been peaceful, but this new law banning the malicious dissemination of police identities has touched a raw nerve in France. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Donald Trump's hopes of overturning Joe Biden's victory earlier this month in the presidential election have suffered another legal setback. The Supreme Court in Pennsylvania threw out a challenge by Mr. Trump's supporters, which sought to declare postal ballots unconstitutional. The court criticized the legal case, saying it had been filed a year after the law in Pennsylvania was changed to reduce the restrictions on postal votes. Canada's blocked the bulk export of scarce medicines in response to Donald Trump's plans to allow drugs to be imported across the border to lower costs in the United States. The health minister in Ottawa said shortages were a challenge during the coronavirus pandemic. The move was announced days ahead of a rule change in the U.S. to allow American pharmacists to import drugs intended for the Canadian market. The Ethiopian Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed said federal government troops are in full control of Mekele, the capital of Tigray province. He said military operations were over and more than three, after more than three weeks of fighting against local TPLF forces, a government minister, Sadiq Abraha, said the TPLF had been defeated. They tried to put up a resistance, but they lost. They lost. You know, TPLF has been losing, losing the war in many fronts. This is just the wrapping up stage. This is a, the last stage. TPLF defense forces have been weakened all along throughout many battles that we have had. And so they are facing us in a very weakened manner. We had exchanges of fire, but finally they lost. There's been no independent confirmation of the government's claims. Communications have been largely cut off and observers have been denied access. The Tigrayan leader has indicated that his forces will fight on. Sport, the, war, the former world heavyweight boxing champion Mike Tyson is returning to the ring after 15 years away from the sport. A bit later today, he'll go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Roy Jones Jr., himself a former champion. Tyson is 54 years old. Jones is 51. Here's how the weigh-in went. Let's get him up to the scale. The one, the only, Iron Mike Tyson. 220.4 for Tyson. Iron Mike Tyson. Superman Roy Jones Jr. This is the one we've all been waiting for. One of the most anticipated matchups in the history of boxing. Too many world titles to mention. Live from Los Angeles, California. Football, Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp has again been complaining about their fixture schedule and the refusal of the Premier League to allow five substitutes. That's after they drew one all at Brighton. 
An injury to James Milner prompted Klopp to have a dig at the Sheffield United manager Chris Wilder, who had described Klopp as being selfish a few days ago over the five subs rule. I have no problem with Saturday. Uh, Wednesday, Saturday is completely normal for me. I'm long enough in the business. Thank God, uh, good teams. They played always most of the time Champions League. And if to play on Saturday, it's no problem. But some other things are problems. But um, we, this world is ruled by other people. The Premier League, obviously, by Chris Wilder, and the rest is um, so because he can decide that we don't that the beat that we don't. All of us don't need five subs because he doesn't need five subs. So that's the situation, and then nothing will change. It's like it is. Manchester City thrashed Burnley 5 0. There were also wins for Leeds, who beat Everton 1 0, and for West Brom, who were 1 0 winners over Sheffield United. Liverpool's slip means the winner of tonight's London derby between second place Tottenham and third place Chelsea will go above the champions at the top of the table. Tottenham boss Jose Mourinho says it's too early to read into where sides rank. Going there top of the league or going there with Liverpool top of the league doesn't change anything for us. And as I was saying since the beginning of the season, we are only or always contenders to win the next match. Nothing more than that. In Spain, Eden Hazard left the field injured as Real Madrid were stunned 2-1 at home by Alaves. Atletico Madrid went joint top on points with a 1-0 win over Valencia. To end the news, our top stories once again. The CE says the fine for social distancing violations could be increased as sources say authorities are set to confirm 114 new COVID cases today. Care home staff will be given mandatory COVID tests over the next fortnight. And Matthew Jung says it's imperative for the government to strengthen national security education in Hong Kong. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, value. and a new experience. 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 Experience.